big finish for the love of stories. Archipelago of High Dream. Oh, my. It's beautiful. You didn't say it would be beautiful. Didn't I? I do like to be surprising. (laughs) That sound in the air, like singing. The monks collect the shells of river crabs and carve them into wind chimes. They're said to lull visitors into a state of absolute tranquility. It works. Well done, Doctor. Well done, TARDIS. She's the one who brought us here. Even if it did take a little persuasion. She's getting very finicky these days. Just how old is that thing anyway? Ah, Mary. A gentleman never tells. (laughs) My grandma used to tell me stories of Tsukumogami. Household objects that reached their hundredth birthday and became alive. Mischievous kettles and old mirrors that liked to play pranks. I had a hat stand like that once, always dropping things or hiding my coat. I never know when you're serious. Sartorial malfeasance is a very serious business, Mary. Oh, we've got company. Oh, don't worry. I've a standing invitation. Hello. I hope you don't mind us dropping in. I'm the doctor. Greetings to you, doctor. You are welcome. This is my friend, Mari Yoshida. On her account, we've come to visit your charming monastery. Hope that's all right. I don't want to cause any fuss. Pilgrims who cross the sacred river face many perils. You are most welcome. May I ask, what ails you? Bad dreams. Nightmares, really. His phone box gives me them. It could be unshielded circuitry or some malevolent influence from the vortex. Every single night, something in the dark getting closer, trying to break in. I can hear them scratching. How distressing. Well, it could be coincidence, of course. Some people get time sick. But I wouldn't want Mary to never get another night's rest. We do lead rather hectic lives. We will do our best to help. Please, this way. So, you want me to fall asleep right here? On all this sand. If you would, we wish to observe that which troubles you. All right, but uh, no promises. Might take a while. I'm usually up for hours. Lie back, Miss Yoshida. Let the chimes sing and dance. Reading, listening to music. uh... 
Oh, never just drift off like. Oh. Let them carry you away. Not long now, I fancy. She will be safe, I trust. Sleep is the all-mother, the fixer of ills, the writer of troubled souls. Danger is what happens when we wake. I rather imagine life is what happens when we wake. That is not our philosophy. Ah. Will she dream, do you think? We all dream, Doctor. Even you. You. Yes, you. Not now. Give me another five. No napping on my chaise long. As if anyone could with all these books and old boots digging in. Well, that's the point. It's not meant to be restful. It's meant to be annoying. It is. So are you. Wait. What is this? Where am I? It's my ship. A memory of it, anyway. Your ship? Bit steampunk, all this ironwork. Doesn't matter. It's just a temporary environment. Oh. Never had a submarine before. Who are you supposed to be, then? Captain Nemo? Hardly. You're a bit more Heathcliff than the boys I usually dream up. That's a bonus. The real me is elsewhere. Under attack, I imagine. The important thing is not to get comfortable. That's why all the lumpy books on the couch. Yes. And the memories of shoes that fit abominably. Time doesn't move at the usual rate here. One blink, and you could be lost for centuries. Could be worse places to get lost. Last thing I remember... I was at the archipelago of High Dream. No, you weren't. I was. No, no, no. You only think you were. Uh, back up, Lord Byron. This is my dream. My imagination. You don't get to dictate continuity. It's not your dream at all. What's your name? Mari Yoshida. What's yours? Now listen to me, Mari Yoshida. You are in the most terrible danger. What? Seriously? Every second you're asleep. Your real life is draining away. You're being eaten alive by a predator. Stop it. You're scaring me. Good. Perhaps you need to be scared. Perhaps that's just the jolt that will save you. I was wrong. You're not a nice dream at all. But I might just be the dream you need. You've got to wake up, Murray. You've got to wake up right oh. now.
Beta EEG patterns normalizing. Entering consciousness in five, four, three, two. <laughs> what? What's going on? Easy now. Sit up carefully. Oh, you're tangling the wires. Here, uh, let me help. This is a hospital bed. Am I in hospital? Has something bad happened? You're in Sleep Bay 2 at the Lethe Foundation. Where? Relax. Take deep breaths. You're in good hands. I'm sorry, mate, but I don't know you or your hands. I'm Sam Duffy, your sleep mentor. We met earlier today. Never seen you before in my life. You came to us with a sleep disorder. Night terrors? Mm, I don't think so. You brought your own doctor? Strange guy? Bossy, even for a consultant. My doctor. With the coat. He's in the observation room. I lost visual contact in the last section of REM. Where did you go, Mary? Visual contact? Hold on. You could see my dreams. I was with you. That's what a sleep mentor does. We enter your dream and guide you to a better place. Pretty awesome, huh? It's pretty something, anyway. What's the last thing you remember? I was in this room with candles, like a temple. Or was it a submarine? No, can't be right. Anything's possible. In dreams. Then all of a sudden there was this weird jerk. Myoclonic kick as you change sleep state. People reckon it's a warning from our simian ancestry not to fall out of trees. No, I mean there was this jerk who was weird. He was all green velvet and hair and intensity. You saw the green man? You talked with him? Scared me a bit, to be honest. Good things of day begin to droop and drowse, while night's black agents to their praise do rouse. Your pardon? Shakespeare. Oh, now there was a nervy sleeper, a nocturnal chewer of goose quills. You've seen him too, haven't you? Not exactly. It's complicated. I can't remember what he said. My head's still fuzzy. I think it was a warning. That's all we can do from here. Let's join the patient in the lab. Uh, yeah, yes, by all means. You seem distracted, Doctor. For a moment I had a strange sensation. A twinge of cosmic angst. Perhaps you're sensitive to our equipment. We are rather cutting edge. Ah, it seems to have stabilised. I must learn to digest mysteries more slowly. <laughs> Shall we go through, Professor? Very well. If you know something, you need to say. Not now. Later. Uh, how are you feeling, Mary? Did you have sweet dreams? More spooky than sweet, Doctor. Steampunk gothic, Jules Verne's revenge. Early days, Miss Yoshida. There's plenty of time for progress. Hey, you're the monk. The chief monk of High Dream. Uh-huh. What a poetic way of putting things. Mary, this is Professor Clovis, our chief somnologist. I was on an archipelago and he was there. Could be some sort of residual parasomnia. I'm not residual anything. If I could just examine the patient... Uh, you stay back. There was sand and singing shells. You must remember, Doctor. Tell him. We are seeking help for your persistent nightmares, Mary. I know, but not here. It's a normal part of dreaming, Miss Yoshida, to take the day's events and rearrange them. 
The Lethe Foundation is cut off from the world. Perhaps, metaphorically, your subconscious views it as an island? That's not it at all. Don't be smart. <laughs> I'm not. It's a reasonable interpretation. Terra values her privacy here, after all. Terra? Who exactly is Terra? Our patron, Doctor. An artist of great talent. Oh, indeed. How interesting. Never heard of her. She's famous. Don't you listen to the radio? Mary and I may have been a little busy. The odd invasion and planets to save, you know. Professor, I think I should like to meet this Terra. We should be able to arrange that. Follow me, please. Right about now, she'll be reviewing accessions to the Sleep Museum. Well, I wouldn't want to miss that. You'll be all right, won't you, Mary? Hey, don't I get to meet Terra? What, you've heard of her too? Everyone's heard of her. Her songs are dreamy. Are they really? Oh, that must be tiresome. Doctor, you can't just swan off. There's still things I don't understand. Well, that's only to be expected. I'm several centuries older than you, Mary, and there's plenty I don't understand. That's why I travel. Exactly. Things like, how did we get here for a start? Oh, in the usual fashion, I expect. There's something very strange going on. What a fascinating painting. Let's take a closer look. Hey! Very, very strange, I know. You do? Yeah, that's why we should both investigate. I'll speak to Terra, and you stick with young Sam. See what you can find out. Oh, gotcha. Pincer movement. I can hear you, you know. Good, because I'm watching you. You can count on me, Doctor. That's the ticket. Oh, and Mary, uh, one more thing. Yes, Doctor? Stay alert. <laughs> I'd better catch up with our friend Clovis. Don't go back to sleep now, will you? Hmm? Sam's skills are useful, if a little unreliable. You saw as much when he lost track of Miss Yoshida. As soon as she entered an unsupervised lair, we pulled her back to consciousness. Oh, is that what happened? I wonder... We're working on a way to remove the unpredictable human component. It is our goal that soon every troubled sleeper will be able to buy their very own dream guide. And how will that help? The dream guide will sing them to sleep. Watch over them as they dream. Oh, what a ghastly thought. Our dream guides will be attuned to each sleeper's individual alpha waves. They guarantee the perfect night's rest. Sophisticated and soporific. However will you manage that? Solving such problems is the goal of the Foundation. Here at Lethe, we aim to cultivate a complete understanding of sleep. Oh, Lethe was the river that encircled the cave of Hypnos, the deity of sleep. If I remember rightly, Hypnos lived at the very border between day and night. Terra chose the name. She's become fascinated with both the science and the sociology of dreams. Ah, here we are. The Sleep Museum. Ah, this is quite a collection. Everything from electrocardiogram profiles of atypical dreamers to Native American web charms and dream catchers. We're collecting oral accounts too, building up a living database of dreams. Play dream database, random selection. I never saw the monsters, but I always knew they were there. They were always chasing me. One night, I turned round and started chasing them. Must have been about five when I realised. I had to find one thing. If I had the key, I could escape. I can control them, do anything. 
I can fly or run so fast. Pause playback. I must be getting back to my lab. Uh, Terra should be along shortly. Well, I'm happy to explore. I, I never was one for the guided tour. <laughs> As you wish. But please, stick to the museum. Don't go wandering the corridors. Well, not even to find the little gift shop. <laughs> what if I have a sudden need for bookmarks? There are all sorts of experiments in progress here, Doctor. Besides, you know your mythology. The Lethe is the river of forgetfulness. Ah. You're saying you'd hate me to get lost. I'm glad we understand each other. Farewell for now. Resume playback. I dreamt I was a scientist. It was all snow outside, raging and swirling, and uh, we were at the top of the world. Oi! Hey, where are you going? Back to my room. Slow down! You've got mad long legs, you know that? Like some giant wading bird. Wading bird? Yeah, like a heron or something. Thanks for that. What? It's an image. What's the hurry? If you must know, I'm running on empty. I just want to lie down and get some shut-eye. You spend all day doing your sleep mentor thing, poking about in people's heads, and now you want to go to bed and sleep some more? Yep. That's my crazy life. Is there a problem? I take it back. You're not a heron. You're a dormouse. Dream guiding is hard work. It takes loads of energy. If I push it too much, I get these weird headaches. Right on the side of your head? Like something digging in? Yeah. Can't seem to shift it. Wait. You mean you? Yeah. I get those. That's one of the reasons the doctor brought me, I think. That bit's still a little blurry. You should go back to the sleep bay, Mary. Lie down. Wait for your parasomnia to clear. You'll feel better in the morning. Never gonna happen. Look, I'm wide awake. You're stuck with me. <sighs> I was afraid of that. Oh, what am I gonna do? You're going to ask me in for a cuppa. And you can tell me about this green man. Go on then. You first. Don't say anything about the mess. Wouldn't dream of it. job half asleep. It'd make the breakfast show easier. It's not easy at all. You have to want it. Really want it. You have to go searching. And often there's other things in the dark. Scratching and scraping and getting closer. 
other things. How do you mean? When you make a track, you're not just scratching grooves into vinyl, you're leaving your mark out in the dream world. Not sure I understand. Something can always follow your path back. Whoa! Getting a bit grim, Tara. We don't want to give our listeners nightmares. My fans mean the world to me. I'll do anything for them. Let's hear some more from your latest Pause track. playback. Vain of me to keep the press clippings. But relevant to your collection of phantasmagoria? Ms. Terror, I presume? Doctor. It's an interesting talent, these nocturnal compositions of yours. Or should I say expeditions? Everyone at the Lethe Foundation has a unique relationship to sleep. We have lucid dreamers, astral travellers, summoners... Of course, it's far from unique... Robert Louis Stevenson found his Jekyll and Hyde in a fever dream. Old Niels Bohr saw electrons orbiting a nucleus like planets around a sun. I know this. Seekers all. Here we honour their work, their vision. Thomas Edison, on the other hand, was a firm believer in metal balls. Clonk. Clonk. What? The sound they'd make as they dropped from his hand and hit the floor. It had jolt him awake, and he'd find he'd discovered whatever it was he was stuck on. Ingenious, don't you think? Fascinating. Perhaps we could acquire an example for the museum. It does all point to one rather intriguing conclusion. One which you'd care to share with me? The answers lie buried in the dreamers' minds. They just needed something to act as a bridge between the subconscious and the conscious. All kinds of things can cross a bridge once it's built, Doctor. You'd do well to remember that. Baffle gab. The only thing lurking in the dark, terror, is your own untempered imagination. Oh, great, all right? Magic. Although that packet says chamomile. Ah, yes. A small deception. I'm not supposed to have real tea, you see. Terra has banned caffeine. <laughs> Doesn't want anything interfering with her prized dreamer's sleep. Oh, that's harsh. Lemon milk? Lemon. What's she like, really? Talented, determined, desperate. Here you go. Oh, thanks. Why desperate? She can't compose anymore. Says her music stopped coming. Terror without songs. That's why she's locked herself away here. She's looking for a cure. I'm right, aren't I? All these questions. What are you, a reporter? Not yet. Just a student. Then I met the doctor, and since then... It, it's a long story. What about you? Tell me everything. It's a long story, too. Maybe not one you'll accept. Try me. I'm not just a sleep mentor. Ever since I was a kid, I've had this talent. I'm a summoner. A summoner? What do you summon up? If I dream about a person, the next day I see them. If I meet them in the dreamscape, they turn up in waking life too. Go on. It's not the craziest thing I've heard. Tell me how it works. I don't know. Some say it's coincidence. 
that I must leave my subconscious clues by thinking about that person during the day. Like planning to call them or something? Like creating your own destiny? Exactly. But often I summon up complete strangers. People I've never met before. Like who? Like half the people at Lethe. I saw them in my dreams. And they came. From all across the world. Gathering in the lost. Terra believes we're all connected in dreams. Wherever we are and whenever we are. It's all one. Whenever we are. Like time travel. Knew you wouldn't believe me. I do believe you. <laughs> me and the doctor, though. We just use an old British phone box. A <laughs> phone box? You dial up a dream? No. The whole thing moves. Disappears in one place and reappears in another. Hmm. Are you sure you didn't dream this? Of course. It's not very reliable. Has a mind of its own. Wonder where the doctor parked it. What does it look like, this dream machine? Tall and blue and square. Flashing light on top. You haven't seen it, have you? I'm pretty sure I'd remember something like that. Must be here somewhere. Maybe I dreamt you up, too. Uh, summoned you, I mean. Don't be daft. Anyway, you should be so lucky. Yes, I should. You're a clever man. So very sure of yourself. <laughs> I've always thought that was one of my more endearing qualities. My companions don't always agree, sadly. Yes, your companion. Why did you bring Mary to Lethe? Couldn't you cure her yourself? I'm a doctor of many things, Terra, but not of sleep. Oh, so there are limits to your knowledge. Maybe you need to update your training. Oh, perhaps. When I have a spare afternoon. What if I told you I'd seen the hunters in the dark? The terrible makers of such terror and beauty. I have felt their presence all my life. Oh, hasn't everyone felt something as they drop off? A delicious shiver at the things that dart and scurry out of the corner of your eye. I know they're there. I could show you such things. Terra, you say you've collected together all kinds of dreamers at your foundation? The most talented and the most troubled, yes. They will help me enable a new understanding. Humans spend a third of their lives asleep. So, let us go boldly into the night with our eyes wide open. That might need work as a slogan. Don't mock me, Doctor. I built this foundation high in the Brecon Beacons on a site long known for night visitors. There are green men in the woods, whisperings of the Fae. Legends say the walls between the worlds are thin. The work we do here will push back those boundaries. Well, that's one way of looking at it. There is another way, especially if you're right about these nocturnal hunters. And what's that? Oh, you've brought all these people together, yes? These prodigious seers and visionaries? Yes. What of it? Well, I'd say you've collated a rather wonderful menu and rung the dinner gong. Wouldn't you? Must be nice, being able to summon up people with your dreams. 
It's been ages since I've seen my mum and dad. Mine have probably forgotten what I look like. Sometimes it feels like I've been here forever. Why don't you quit? Go home. Why don't you? It's complicated with the doctor. Stop ducking the question. <laughs> Sorry. The truth is, Tara and Clovis won't let me. Not while I get these headaches. How? They can't keep you here. There's more. Tara believes I can help her. She thinks I can go into her dreams and find her lost muse. Wow. Love a quest. Do you think you can? Not a chance. Music's not a thing. There's nothing for me to anchor, nothing to grab onto in the dreamscape. You could remember a tune, though. You could keep singing it over and over till you woke up. I can't sing a note. Not even one? Thrown out the school choir. They said I was bringing them down. You have got problems. Hey, what about whistling? Could be worth a go. Oh my days, what was that? Must be a patient. Do they usually scream their heads off? Depends what they're dreaming about. That's not from one of the sleep bays. That came from the corridor. Stay here. Like that's going to happen. Where? What is it? Stay by the door. Weird. There's some kind of trail all along the floor. Sort of slick, sticky. Why is it so dark out here? This is a sleep institute, remember? Thanks for that. We're entering night shift. Came from the ward. I'm going to take a closer look. Wait for me. No, it, it could be dangerous. <gasps> oh. Mary! Oh, my head. You'll be okay. You slipped. That's all. Mary? Sam. Mary? Sam. What are you doing? Sam. No, not Sam. Who's Sam? Actually, forget Sam. Wake up. Oh, are you again? Edgy Sergeant Pepper. Oh, don't mind me. I'm going to pass out. No, you're not. I need you to focus. It's okay. I don't need your help. Well, I need yours. Now focus. You've got to get me out of here. What's the matter? Tired of your cosy submarine? Look, it doesn't matter how comfortable my ship looks. It's not real and it's not helping. All right, calm down. Oh, my head's killing me. Yes, it is. Literally, you are under attack. You've got to stop dreaming. I told you that before. You didn't listen. I did. I was dreaming about the archipelago. And then I woke up at the Institute. <sighs> Possibly. Possibly? I'm not certain. This is a very complex space-time event woven by some very nasty extra-dimensional manipulators. Oh, you're not helping. I told you, it's you who needs to do the helping. I am trapped in this dream layer. I don't have oversight of the whole Nexus. I can only visualize deeper strata. No, I'm lost again. Once more for the heart of understanding. It's like this. Ever had a dream in which you thought you woke up and then you discovered you were still asleep? Of course. Everyone's done that. How can you be certain when the second outer layer of dream is over? I guess when weird things stop happening. But lately, everything's weird. Ever since I met the doctor. 
Sam? She's stirring, Doctor. She's coming back to us. No. Don't just fade away. I need you, Mary. You've got to remember me this time. You've got to find a way to get me out of here. Mary! Mary. Where am I? Ward 10. Are you okay? Just about. We've got to stop doing this. Young Sam helped get you up onto one of these beds. Hello, Doctor. Welcome back, Mary. I thought I told you not to fall asleep. Everyone keeps saying that. Hey! I didn't fall asleep. I slipped and bumped my head. Ah, thought as much. You are feeling better. There's some kind of slime right along the corridor, Doctor. Yeah, traces in here as well, I fancy. In fact, you've got some in your hair, Mary. Did you just lick that? <clears throat> yeah. Helix aspersia glyco conjugates delicious. For those of us that didn't do slime tasting for beginners? Uh, it's a sort of mucus excreted by types of crustacean. Lovely. Wait, what happened to that guy, the one who was screaming? He stopped. Unfortunately, before any of us could reach him. He's under this sheet, I take it? I thought it was best to cover him over. Was that right? You did well, young Sam. Now, what do you know about the dead man? He's called... Uh, he was called Jed Fraser, a lucid dreamer. Very much in control of his process, no hint of somnophobia, quiet, calm. Calm? He sounded terrified to me. What do you think happened to him, Doctor? Uh, let's take a look, shall we? Uh, uh, there's a puncture wound to the temple. Uh, without proper post-mortem analysis, I can't tell if it was made by something entering or exiting the skull. What sort of something? Something that claims its victims in their sleep and leaves a sticky trail for people to slip on. Uh, Terror spoke of the hunters in the dark. What is that sound? Does someone's alarm keep going off? Yes, it is rather repetitive. Catchy, though. Reminds me of something. It's the dream guide on the bedside cabinet. Oh, Clovis spoke about these gadgets. He rather implied they were going to do traps like you out of a job. It's Tara's pet project. They're meant to sing you to sleep. Gives you the perfect night's rest. Not sure I like it. I could never sleep through that. It's not tuned to your alpha waves yet. It has to sit beside your bed for a few nights first, to acclimatise. That's the theory, anyway. Compact cylinder. Slick. Hard to get a grip on. Appears to be tightly sealed. Try the battery compartment. It doesn't use batteries. Here, let me. You twist the disc on top, screw the speaker vent closed. No connection ports. And you say no batteries either? Not as far as I know. Then what makes it sing, hmm? Maybe it's just happy to see us. Dream logic, my dear Mary. Nothing comes from nothing. Sam, I should like to take a closer look at one of these gadgets. I don't think they're user serviceable. I'll find a way. Look after Mary. See if you can rig a dressing for her head. Of course, but 
Where are you going? The observation room. I imagine Clovis will have a scanner, or failing that, a tin opener. Resistant little devil, aren't you? If I can't get through your casing, I can still take a scraping for analysis. Uh, there we go. Pop it onto the sample tray and into the machine at 200 degrees or gas mark 6 for... No category match sample outside parameters. No match... What kind of answer is that? Perhaps you're asking the wrong questions? Uh, Professor Clovis and Miss Terra, you do have a knack of sidling up. Why do you go about to recover the wind of me as if you would drive me into a toil? Shakespeare is it now. The Leithy Foundation favours a different quotation. We are such stuff as dreams are made on. Yes, well... Mary did say your songs were dreamy. A woman of insight. Not entirely sure it was a compliment. Who wants music sends them to sleep? Lots of people, Doctor. Thousands upon thousands. Really? As many as that? Why are you so interested in our dream guides? I can't abide a mystery. And I found this guide singing its little banshee heart out by the bedside of a dead man. Which test subject, Clovis? 057, Jed Fraser. What was the trigger? He was an advanced dreamer. Abnormally active alpha waves, perhaps? Why don't you tell me what this little gadget is really for, hmm? The Dream Guide offers a unique and personalised guarantee of a good night's rest. Oh, save the sales pitch, Clovis. I've heard it before. Do not shake the guide, Doctor. Oh, I ever not. That's what people do with broken machinery. It's not broken, it's delicate equipment. How interesting. Sounds like something's got loose. Give that to me. I don't think so. The truth, please, or I'll smash your delicate equipment into thousands upon thousands of pieces. Clovis is cautious about divulging a trade secret, Doctor. The Dream Guides are the release format for my new music. Every song I've ever recorded has been pirated. That's about to stop. You're saying this canister is an advanced form of copy protection? Infinite electronic dance music in infinite combinations, individually tailored to each listener. An ambient dream symphony that'll never end. We predict a bestseller. I admire your confidence. I don't imagine anyone wanting to listen to anything else. Not when every fan can have their own dream guide. An original composition every night. What, from this tin can? Will you stop <laughs> shaking it? Uh, whose songs will it sing? That's the real question. Oh, I've had enough of this. Order, Liz. Yes, Tara? Take the doctor to the sleep bay. It's time he had a personal demonstration. Huh? If he tries to resist, you have my permission to persuade him. Bedtime already, nurse. But I'm not at all sleepy. Move. No, no. Get with you. Secure him to the trolley. Place four dream guides around him. Four? 
Tara? Why not? Let's give the doctor the full surround sound experience. Still hurts. Right on the side. Best job I can do with these supplies, I'm afraid. Sam? Yeah? How do you know when a dream is over? Why? Has the spark gone already? Be serious for a second. Sorry. How can I help? If you had a dream in which you are dreaming, and then you woke, how do you know you're really awake? You're asking the wrong person. I'm a summoner, remember? Nice title. But what does that actually mean? It means I'm at home in the dreamscape just as much as I am here with you. Each one feels as true and as vivid. Why do you ask? Somebody asked me the same question. He keeps saying I'm in danger. You saw the green man again. When you hit your head? Yes. How did you know? Some of the other dreamers have seen him too. I reckon he's a trickster. Something unleashed from our collective unconscious. He likes to stir things up. Doesn't always wear the same face. Like Kitsune, the fox. He's a shapeshifter. I had comic books. There were all kinds of stories. He's unpredictable. Sometimes he's an old skeleton man. Sometimes a woman wearing a rainbow. Often he's a man with wild hair dressed in shades of velvet moss. Your green man. The foundation is a long way out, Mary. There's strange things waiting in our dreams. All the things we ever imagined. He wanted me to get him out. It didn't make sense, so I didn't think about it, because dreams never make sense. But if you're a summoner, Sam, you can actually do that. Oh, no. Stop right there. If you see him in a dream, he can follow you back. We can rescue him. That's how your summoner mojo works, isn't it? Yes, but it's not... He needs our help. And he reminds me of someone. Yeah, a sneaky magic fox. This isn't a game, Mary. I've got to be careful who or what I bring back. What if I fell asleep right now? Mary. What's the matter? Tell you the truth, I'm feeling crazy sleepy anyway. I really don't think this is a good idea. You might have concussion. You should stay awake. Don't want to. Far too yawny. Mm. Night, night, Sam. Mary, the doctor said I had to look after you. Not stopping you, am I? Mary, oh no, stay with me. Mary. You want to help? Follow me into the dream. Green man, we're coming. See you. On the other side. No, no, no. Mary! Don't make me do this. Please! Don't think much of your hospitality, Tara. No turn-down service. No tiny chocolate. Can you hear me? These 
hospital corners are killing my circulation. Dream Guide 2, activating. Oh, as for this racket, I don't know how you stand it. You can't expect me to get a wink of sleep. Dream Guides 3 and 4, activating. Feedback from test subjects alpha waves reaching target zone. What do you call this little quartet, anyway? It hasn't got a name. Not yet. <sighs> I don't want to alarm anyone, but one of your dream guides has got a screw loose. Much like its inventor. <sighs> They're entering the predation cycle. The habitats are opening. Yes. Come on now, my little ones. They're not supposed to do that until the subject is asleep and receptive. The doctor is too tempting a host to resist. That mind, all those possibilities. <coughs> ah, there she blows. Hello, who are you? Not be alarmed, Doctor. The infant Cantrafari is now acclimatizing before seeking a new host. Host? I don't like the sound of that. Oh. Oh. Not so much dream guides then, more like crab pots. Oh. Perhaps I have a name for this song after all. I'm going to call it Feast of the Cantrafari. What have you done, Tara? Oh. to access. My subconscious built it. Seems my ship's picky who she lets on board, even when she's entirely imaginary. So you're the famous Sam. Here, let me give you a hand. Uh, hello, green man. Green? I thought this coat was brown. I must speak to my tailor. It's okay, Sam. He doesn't bite. I don't think. It's not the creatures that bite you have to watch out for in this nexus. It's the ones with claws. The Cantrofari. Cantrofari? Oh, never heard of them. Otherwise known as the dream crabs. A nasty form of predator. The crabs exist outside conventional time-space. If you get drawn into their web, causality tends to be disrupted. I remember. On the archipelago of High Dream, they had wind chimes made from crab shells. They were meant to lull people to sleep. Another way to find victims. Everything connected with their species is deadly, mesmeric. So High Dream is a real place. I didn't just imagine it. I don't recommend visiting. I did once, oh, several lifetimes ago. The monks gave me a souvenir, a sort of flask. But really, it was a Trojan horse. A flask that was a horse? Yes, except with crabs instead of soldiers. Keep up. You're a very confusing person, you know that? Ignore him. What happened to the flask? I took it. 
I did that sort of thing back then, always picking up knick-knacks and unconsidered trifles. Not a care in the universe regarding what I brought on board my TARDIS. TARDIS? This place is the TARDIS. I suppose it looked different back then, before I zhuzhed up the architecture. You're the Doctor! Perhaps an upgrade on the one you were expecting? But your face, you're so different! I told you he was a trickster! I'm not sure about this, Mary. He's a dream creature. He's, he's probably in league with these crabs, these cantrafari. Uh, not if he's the Doctor. How could you be sure? How long have you known him, anyway? Shh, 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 shh. Listen. Something's trying to get in. Scraping and scratching. Just like in the nightmares that brought me to High Dream. Sounds like claws. Crab claws? Well, pincers. Either term is acceptable. Hmm. I think we may have mentioned the dream crabs once too often. What? How does that matter? Cantrofar I hunt by a process of reverse mental focalization. If you can picture them, that means they can see you. That's really twisted. They're coming, forcing their way through the walls. How can they? It's metal. Dream metal. They're slicing it like butter. I said don't picture them. You're helping them. You're letting them in. They're everywhere. This reality is dissolving. If we don't leave right now, we'll dissolve along with it. Sam, it's up to you. You've got to get us out of here. Out of the dream and back to the foundation. Okay. Grab onto me. You too, green man. Just you try and shake me off. Well, what are we waiting for? Any second now. Please let this work. I'm failing to find anything beautiful in the infant psychoactive parasites you've let loose. Sweet dreams are made of these, Doctor. When my music got lost in the dark, I had to find something else to keep me going. So you decided to put one of these little horrors inside every canister? Couldn't you have taken up croquet instead? The production lines are ready to roll. Orders have been placed from around the world. Fans love to listen to my albums on their headphones. I'm thinking they'll put the dream guides by their bedsides instead. This is monstrous. You can't serve up humankind like so many bedtime snacks. You're too late, Doctor. My dream guides are ready to drop. Out of beds, but never into one before. I was asleep for about half a minute. No way, that's all? I set my watch alarm. Needed a quick and certain way of waking myself up. Exiting the dream. Smart thinking. We'll need that to beat these things. Those horrible creatures. They didn't follow us? They weren't anchored like you two were. <clears throat> Actually, you can let go now. Both of you. The Cantrofari won't be far behind. If we could find a way out, so can they. They're very resourceful. The Doctor! 
He went to investigate. My doctor, I mean. I'd better go get him. He'll know what to do. I wouldn't bet on it. I shall probably regret asking, but what does Mari's doctor look like? Curly hair, patchwork coat. A bit scary. Him? That's strange. I thought it must be one of the later ones. Maybe him with the ears. Forgotten that face, have you, Trickster? It's not the face I've forgotten. This doctor, he arrived with Mari? Yes, I think so. What's the matter? I went to High Dream alone. I remember all my companions, but I don't remember a Mari Yoshida. Do you know where she's heading? The observation room. We'd better hurry. This isn't over. This dream nexus is more complicated than I thought. Doctor! Mary! Get me out of these restraints! Oh. Uh, uh, watch out for that one! It's a tiddler, but it's still got a snap. Use your feet, not your hand! Uh, get back! Uh, and untie me! Use your hands, not your feet! The dream crabs are here as well? Uh, oh, they've been here all the time. Ah! A potted menace lurking inside every dream guide, waiting for an unsuspecting sleeper. Hello, Doctor. Well, this is a pretty mess. You'll be wanting saving. You? What are you doing here? He was trapped in a dream. I sprung him. Trapped in a dream? Bit of a rookie error. I thought you were such a promising young pup. Pup? Young pup? I'm older than you. Not wiser, evidently. Oh, and what's so wise about getting yourself strapped to a table? Hmm? Doctors, can we focus on the crabs? Please! Everyone, get back! Get off me! There's another! This way, towards the door. <laughs> Who is that man? They'll ruin everything. Nonsense. Four dream crabs, four victims. It was meant to be. Seal the outer door to the sleep bay. Activating locking mechanism. What was that? The door! We're locked in! Terror must be getting desperate. Ooh, I love this bit. This is where people start making mistakes. Exactly. When you get too big for your boots, you trip over them. <laughs> you really are him, aren't you? Look out! Ugh. You will all be food for the Camtrafari. Loose thinking, Terra. These dream crabs are infants. They may be able to inveigle their way into the skulls of sleeping humans. You're dealing with Time Lords. We're tougher eggs to crack. Two times the same Time Lord, to be exact. Double Doctor! What does that matter? They'll still digest you. Feast on your memories, your life essence. Ah, uh, but we doctors live such long lives, have so many memories. And if I remember my Jane's Guide to Psychoactive Monstrosities, the Cantrafari evolved to prey on human dreams. Isn't that interesting? They're still coming! <sighs> Imagine what must have evolved to prey on the dreams of Time Lords. Oh, what a daddy of a monster that would make. Shall we put our heads together? Contact. Contact. I remember the skies over the moon of stone gods 
an entire procession of comets dancing. Every color of the rainbow. I remember the armies of the robot king of Arturodon. Fanatically loyal yet so polite. They'd stop rampaging to pick up a handkerchief. I remember my terrible great aunt and her drafty house high in the Gallifreyan mountains. Those lullabies she'd sing. I remember the orb of lost souls. And the avalanches fall upwards around the circumference and winter's last an eternity. Oh, I remember. What are they doing? They're working together. Look at the crabs. They're frozen. Something's wrong. Something's interrupted the feeding cycle. It's like they're scared. What now? Proximity alarm. Proximity, but the building's in lockdown. Nevertheless, something's out there. See? Biomass detected. It, approaching the foundation. It, it's massive. Readings off the scale. Readings indicate... It's another Cantrophari. It can't be. Find out what's going on and stop it. Well, don't just stand there, man. Get in there. Baby crabs, they're backing off. Crawling at the door, trying to escape. Running from something higher up the food chain, I fancy. An apex cantrophari. Drawn to our combined memories, all our dreams of ages. They've sensed it's on its way. That one's trying to wedge itself under the door. Um, Blimey! Are they supposed to do that? A dream can dissolve in an instant. So can the Cantrafari. Crumbling away to dust. Doctors, you will cease this. Oh, a man with a gun. Predictable. Stop this disruptive visualization at once, or I shall be forced to. No. Keep away. I helped you. They've turned on him. They're going for his face. No, no, no. Ah! that movie. Shh. Listen. Where did your giant crab go? Maybe it found a bigger dream to chase. You know, now I think about it, that's rather insulting. Ah, here's the dream girl herself. Sorry about your chum, Clovis. This was not supposed to happen. You are killing my vibe. You'd prefer us to slip gently into that good night, like your friend on the floor? How did you even get here? Sam rescued him from a dream. I helped. Very resourceful. Sam, you've been underselling your talents. Thanks. I think. But what was taken from a dream can be just as surely put Look out. back in again. <sighs> Sam! You didn't have to hit him. Oh, but I did. I needed him unconscious. Oh, no. This is not good. Mary, I don't feel so well. Sam! Wake up! Mary? Come on! I'm destabilizing. Being drawn back to the nexus. I've severed the psychic connection that was holding him here. He's fading! Do something, Doctor! Time is against us, I'm afraid. We're not really meant to be around together. 
Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye, Doctor. It was good to meet you, Mary. Wish I got a chance to know. One doctor down, one to go. You may find me harder to shift. What did he mean? Know me better. He he said... Told me... Didn't know you. I don't understand. I think I'm beginning to. Miss Terror may have inadvertently done us a service. She's shown us something about the nature of the Lethe Foundation. This so-called reality. What do you mean, so-called? Well, it's not reality at all. It's built on a dream, literally. And those subconscious sands are shifting. What are you babbling about? Our little trick with the Big Daddy Cantrafari, it worked rather better than I anticipated. It wasn't real? You mean the infant crabs fled for nothing? Impossible. The sensors picked it up. There was a proximity alarm. Just an illusion, I'm afraid. A capriccio of the mind. Two doctors together have precedent for creating such things. The first time we ever tried it was in a domain entirely created by willpower. It would seem I'm in another one now. My other older self confirmed it. If you and I had known each other well, Mary, he'd have remembered you. He clearly didn't. So... No, he was confused. We've all been affected by the dream crabs. No. Somewhere you're asleep, Mary. And so is young Sam. And so is Terror. And so was the unfortunate Clovis. Even if Green Jacket Doctor didn't know me, I know you. We travelled together. We saw the stars. We met inside a dream, Mary. I tried my best to help you, but now that dream is ending. I'm sorry. But I have a lifetime of memories of us. In dreams, we live a lifetime in a single night. It's possible, Mary. I... I don't believe it. I won't. I won't give this up. Neither will I. I still have my plan, my music. Do you? You're a very confident person, Terra, full of ambition. But then we can be anything we want to be in dreams, can't we? Even a famous musician. What? I am a famous musician. Are you? All right. How about you sing me one of your songs? Go on. Give us a real showstopper. All right. I, uh... I... I can't. Mind gone blank? Never mind. Let's ask your number one fan to help you out. Mary, do you remember any of her greatest hits? Of course. I... uh, That's funny. What about you, Sam? You both said you'd heard of her. Me? I can't sing. Then recite a lyric or a chorus. Uh, Okay. I... Uh, there's got to be one. I'm sure there are loads. As I said, nothing. You're a sham, Terror. No. A fake. No. This is another of your tricks. I, uh, I, I will not accept this. 
Where does she think she's going? Uh, we better go after her. What are you doing, Terra? It's over. Not yet, it isn't. I'm sending a signal to the dream crabs. I found them in the night before. I can find them again. The doctor's right, Terra. You've got to stop. More infant Cantrafari can be nurtured, sent out into the world. She can't do that, can she? Well, this is a domain of the possible. If she has the right focus, yes, she can. Uh, that sounds... They're coming through. Shells. Uh, pincers. Don't picture them. You're making it worse. Yes, Sam. Remember the dream crabs. Summon them to me. Domain of the possible. Sam, you brought the other doctor back from your dreams. He was really here, wasn't he, doctor? Well, um, I... Don't tell uh, me that was an illusion, too. Uh, well, these occasional meetups do strange things to the memory, but... Yes, that indeed was a future me. Then Sam's power must be real. Not just here, but in the real world too. He can truly change things. He can change this world. Reshape it. I don't know, Mary. She's right. It's worth a shot. It's too late. They're here. Right, now would be a very good time to wake up, Sam. We need a focus. Quick. There's no escape this time. Really, Terra? You told me you left a path in your dreams for the crabs to follow back. What of it? Paths don't just go one way. Come on, young Sam. But I don't know how. Yes, you do. Like we did before. Your alarm woke us. You've got to remember, Sam. Remember the alarm. Uh, I'm trying. Picture it in your mind. That annoying beep, beep, beep. Forget the dream crabs. Make that sound your everything. Beep. Beep. You can hear it too. Beep. You can do it, my boy. Uh, no, no, stop this. I don't want this. I don't. Get away from me. Your little horrors. I'm your ally. Your friend. No. No. Doctor. They're all over her. They're, they're quiet. Don't break his concentration. Don't look at terror, Sam. Focus on waking us, on taking us back home. Nearly there. I... Uh... Oh, home at last. Back in the TARDIS. Oh, oh and as for you... Oh. The end of the dream crabs. Just cancel the intruder alert. There. Oh, that's better. We can hear ourselves think now. I really should know better than to accept gifts of flasks from wily chief monks. Don't you think, Mary? Oh. Of course vanished with all the other phantoms what a companion to dream up for me eh you knew what you were doing didn't you my disintegrated friend 
Perhaps I've been on my own too long. Hmm. Ah well. There's always time for one more adventure. Get some peace. Mary? It's Sam. Sam Duffy? Huh? From Murray Hall. We met at the Freshers' Fair. You said I should call round to your dorm room sometime. Oh, the boy at the party. It's fine. You were talking to loads of people. I understand if you don't remember. I'll just go away and feel stupid someplace else. No! I... I do remember. Wait. Of course I remember. It's not fuzzy at all this morning. You think I'm crazy? I had the strangest dream about you. What? Seriously? That's how you're going to play this? Oh, not like that. I just knew I was going to see you today. Mary? Oh, God, look at my hair. Uh, give me five to get ready, yeah? Uh, go find us a cup of tea or something. Meet you in the lounge bit downstairs. Okay. If you're sure. Yeah, I'm sure. That was Dream Guide, the new instrumental track from Terra, out on Monday. I hear Terra has some crazy ideas for a special edition format, so collectors get checking those record shops. This one's going to sell and... Sam Duffy. <laughs> Why not? Time for a new adventure. been listening to Doctor Who Classic Doctor's New Monsters Together in Eclectic Dreams by Roy Gill. The Doctors were played by Colin Baker and Paul McGann. Mary Yoshida, Susan Hingley. Terror, Rebecca Front. Sam Duffy, orderly and radio DJ, Sam Stafford. The Monk of High Dream and Professor Clovis, Raj Gatak. Script Editor, Matt Fitton. Sound design and music 
Toby Hritzek Robinson. Producer, David Richardson. Director, Barnaby Edwards. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Hay Gallery. I'm Barnaby Edwards, and I am the director of Together in Eclectic Dreams. Well, this is a story which features a classic doctor, in fact, two classic doctors, both the sixth and the eighth doctor, uh, in a story with the dream crabs from the Peter Capaldi episode, The Christmas Special. We're obviously into the third box set of of classic uh, Doctor's new monsters. And what's really interesting, I think, about the dream crabs is that they're very, very audio friendly because they are fantastic. It's a great, you know, lots of kind of gloopy noises and clattering things, even though they don't speak like an alien. They're such a sort of presence and they were a big presence in the actual Christmas special. So it's great to be able to bring them to audio and you have the kind of gloopy sound, the slime, the little scuttling bits. So I think they're a great audio choice to, to put in there. It wasn't my choice because I, 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 I was presented with them and I think it's a, it's a great idea. I'm Colin Baker and I played the sixth Doctor, which is two less than the eighth Doctor, so we were three quarters between us, six over eight. Well, this is a pretty mess. You'll be wanting saving. You? What are you doing here? He was trapped in a dream. I sprung him. Trapped in a dream? Bit of a rookie error. I thought you were such a promising young pup. Pup? Oh, it's a great script. It's a, I was unaware of these... Uh, crabs that appeared at Christmas. I thought it was turkeys at Christmas, but on this particular story, apparently it was crabs. Uh, And they're rather fun. Dream crabs. But a great idea. And it was a lovely cast, too. This one, we have a very unusual setup uh, because the Doctor has a companion. The Sixth Doctor has a new companion called uh, Mari Yoshida. And we sort of start the story with her and the Doctor being companion and Doctor. And gradually, as the story develops, one of the great sort of interesting things is that it turns out that she may not be the companion that both the Doctor and her think that she is. So it's a brilliant story about kind of dreams within dreams within dreams. And uh, I think it's it's really sort of beautifully worked out because it's it's a great loss to her, and yet she finds something at the end of it. And it's a great loss to the Sixth Doctor, and yet he finds something at the end of it. So I think it's very clever. I'm Susan Hingley and I'm playing Mari Yoshida. I think she's adventurous, she's quite punky, she's direct, she will call things out when she thinks things are wrong and so she's a fighter. She's quite fierce in this and I I love that side of her, Um, yet she's scared and nervous as well because she's in this weird world, in these weird dimensions and she's flirtatious, like she meets Sam and I think she likes him immediately but she's kind of playing with that relationship um, so there's lots and lots of elements to to play with her when approaching her character and, and it's been great fun even if green jacket doctor didn't know me I know you we travelled together we saw the stars we met inside a dream Mary I tried my best to help you but now that dream is ending I'm sorry I think this script is brilliant. Um, I love the way Mary keeps on waking up in different dimensions of dream and she's trying to work out what's going on. It's really, really exciting to play her. 
And I also love being the Doctor's companion, even if it's just for one episode. I'm Rebecca Front and I'm playing Terra. You have to want it, really want it. You have to go searching. And often there's other things in the dark, scratching and scraping and getting closer. Tara is an Irish singer and she's uh, hugely popular and a bit of a legend in her own mind, I think. But she's creating her music in a way that is... It's dubious, let's put it that way. She's creating her music in a very dubious way and she's using other people in a frankly criminal fashion to uh, regain her muse. So basically, she's um, it's worse than plagiarism. It's a lot, a lot worse than plagiarism. And I suppose I approached the character by trying to think in terms of a kind of mix between Enya and Edna O'Brien. Not that either of those people are criminal masterminds, but just in terms of I wanted someone who was kind of creative and had that sort of lilting Irish accent that absolutely draws you in and makes you kind of fall for a person but I wanted an air of mystery about her because she's definitely quite a mysterious character. Hello this is Raj Gatak and I play the roles of the monk and Clovis. I played two different voices who are essentially the same person so with the monk he's in charge of the the dream state for the first part so I wanted to create a kind of very soothing voice, a bit uh, deeper and resonant, and also have an accent to differentiate him to Clovis. Clovis's voice is closer to my natural speaking voice, which is also easier to sustain, you know, which was good. I thought it was a great script, as ever. I've done quite a few Big Finish productions, and this is really good. It's really involving, and the dream crabs are very scary it's it i think it plays into a lot of people's psyche which is great i was absolutely intrigued by the script i didn't know where on earth this story was going and i'm always really drawn to a script that's a page turner you know i think if if a script looks fascinating when you're just reading it on paper then you know that when you hear it actually acted out it's going to be fantastic and this was definitely one of those intriguing stories where i just kept moving through and through and through and find desperate to find out what was going to happen next she doesn't know that this is in a dream or it's temporary she thinks she has a history with the doctor so they trust each other, they've got hundreds of memories together and she has no idea that this is just a blip of the imagination and she just happens to be uh, the companion for this one occasion. It's wonderful, it's like a dream come true to be the Doctor's companion. I'm Barnaby Edwards, and I am the director of Together in Eclectic Dreams. Well, this is a story which features a classic Doctor, in fact, two classic Doctors, both the sixth and the eighth Doctor, uh, in a story with the Dream Crabs from the Peter Capaldi episode, The Christmas Special. We're obviously into the third box set of of classic uh, Doctor's new monsters, and what's really interesting, I think, about the Dream Crabs is that they're very, very audio 
friendly because they are fantastic. It's a great, you know, lots of kind of gloopy noises and clattering things, even though they don't speak like an alien. They're such a sort of presence, and they were a big presence in the actual Christmas special. So it's great to be able to bring them to audio, and you have the kind of gloopy sound, the slime, the little scuttling bits. So I think they're a great audio choice to to put in there. It wasn't my choice because I, I I was presented with them, and I think it's a it's a great idea. I'm Colin Baker, and I played the sixth Doctor, which is two less than the eighth Doctor. So we were three quarters between us, six over eight. Well, this is a pretty mess. You'll be wanting saving. You? What are you doing here? He was trapped in a dream. I sprung him. Trapped in a dream? Bit of a rookie error. I thought you were such a promising young pup. Pup? Oh, it's a great script. It's good. I was unaware of these uh, crabs that appeared at Christmas. I thought it was turkeys at Christmas, but on this particular story, apparently it was crabs. Uh, and uh, they're rather fun. Dream crabs. But a great idea. And it was a lovely cast, too. This one, we have a very unusual setup because uh, the Doctor has a companion. The Sixth Doctor has a new companion called uh, Mari Yoshida. And we sort of start the story with her and the Doctor being companion and Doctor. And gradually, as the story develops, one of the great sort of interesting things is that it turns out that she may not be the companion that both the Doctor and her think that she is. So it's a brilliant story about kind of dreams within dreams within dreams. And uh, I think it's it's really sort of beautifully worked out because it's it's a great loss to her, and yet she finds something at the end of it. And it's a great loss to the Sixth Doctor, and yet he finds something at the end of it. So I think it's very clever. I'm Susan Hingley, and I'm playing Mari Yoshida. All these questions. What are you, a reporter? Not yet. Just a student. Then I met the Doctor, and since then... It, it's a long story. She's a student in her early 20s, British-Japanese, um, but she must be studying in a university here in Britain. But when she first appears in this story, she's in the middle of an adventure with a doctor. Um, she finds herself in uh, Archipelago of Dreams, not quite sure what she's doing there, but she trusts the doctor for bringing her there because she can't sleep. She's having nightmares and she's desperate to get out of them. And the more she delves into her nightmares and her dreams, she tends to get caught up in them and warp to different dimensions of her dream. And she really is in a whirlwind. She's mixed up in these different dimensions, trying to work out what's actually happening to her. And at the end, when the doctor says to her that actually she is also a part of his imagination and their relationship isn't real... I think she's heartbroken because she believes that she is the Doctor's companion. And I love the the spin at the end when, when she wakes up in her real world again and meets Sam for the first time. I think that's a, a really sweet way to end the story. You think I'm crazy? I had the strangest dream about you. What? Seriously? That's how you're going to play this? Oh, not like that. I just knew I was going to see you today. I think she's adventurous. She's quite punky. She's direct. She will call things out when she thinks things are wrong. And so she's a fighter. She's quite fierce in this, and I I love that side of her. Um, Yet she's scared and nervous as well because she's in this weird world, in these weird dimensions. And she's flirtatious. Like She meets Sam, and I think she likes him. 
immediately, but she's kind of playing with that relationship. Um, so there's lots and lots of elements to to play with her when approaching her character, and, and it's been great fun. Even if Green Jacket Doctor didn't know me, I know you. We travelled together. We saw the stars. We met inside a dream, Mary. I tried my best to help you, but now that dream is ending. I'm sorry. I think this script is brilliant. Um, I love the way Mary keeps on waking up in different dimensions of dream and she's trying to work out what's going on. It's really, really exciting to play her. And I also love being the Doctor's companion, even if it's just for one episode. I'm Rebecca Front and I'm playing Tara. You have to want it, really want it. You have to go searching. And often there's other things in the dark, scratching and scraping and getting closer. Tara is an Irish singer and she's uh, hugely popular and a bit of a legend in her own mind, I think. But she's creating her music in a way that is... It's dubious, let's put it that way. She's creating her music in a very dubious way and she's using other people in a frankly criminal fashion to uh, regain her muse. So basically, she's um, it's worse than plagiarism. It's a lot, a lot worse than plagiarism. And I suppose I approached the character by trying to think in terms of a kind of mix between Enya and Edna O'Brien. Not that either of those people are criminal masterminds, but just in terms of I wanted someone who was kind of creative and had that sort of lilting Irish accent that absolutely draws you in and makes you kind of fall for a person but I wanted an air of mystery about her because she's definitely quite a mysterious character. Hello this is Raj Gatak and I play the roles of the monk and Clovis. Pilgrims who cross the sacred river face many perils. You are most welcome. May I ask what ails you? Bad dreams. Nightmares really. His phone box gives me them. I played two different voices who are essentially the same person. So with the monk, he's in charge of the the dream state for the first part. So I wanted to create a kind of very soothing voice, a bit uh, deeper and resonant, and also have an accent to differentiate him to Clovis. Clovis's voice is closer to my natural speaking voice, which is also easier to sustain, you know, which was good. Why don't you tell me what this little gadget is really for, hmm? The Dream Guide offers a unique and personalised guarantee of a good night's rest. Oh, save the sales pitch, Clovis, I've heard it before. I thought it was a great script, as ever. I've done quite a few big finish productions, and this is really good. It's really involving, and the Dream Crabs are very scary it's it i think it plays into a lot of people's psyche which is great i was absolutely intrigued by the script i didn't know where on earth this story was going and i'm always really drawn to a script that's a page turner you know i think if if a script looks fascinating when you're just reading it on paper then you know that when you hear it actually acted out it's going to be fantastic and this was definitely one of those intriguing stories where i just kept moving through and through and through and find desperate to find out what was going to happen next she doesn't know that this is in a dream or it's temporary she thinks she has a history with the doctor So they trust each other, they've got hundreds of memories together 
and she has no idea that this is just a blip of the imagination and she just happens to be uh, the companion for this one occasion. It's wonderful. It's like a dream come true to be the doctor's companion. Uh, how are you feeling, Mary? Did you have sweet dreams? More spooky than sweet, Doctor. Steampunk gothic, Jules Verne's revenge. Early days, Miss Yoshida. There's plenty of time for progress. I'm not very good at remembering my own dreams, but I'm very interested in um, interpreting other people's and in a, in a slightly sort of dull pedestrian way. So my husband will tell me some mad, quirky dream he's just had and I'll kind of go, yeah, yeah, we watched an episode of Deadwood the other night and that was kind of in that. So I'm, I'm a bit of a kind of... I, I tend to stamp on, <laughs> stamp on people's dreams, not in life generally, but just, you know, uh, I stamp on the more fanciful elements because I can usually find some thread in a dream that makes me think, oh, yeah, I know where that came from. I go through phases of either remembering my dreams or and sometimes waking up and having quite psychedelic quite crazy dreams and I don't know if anyone out there has ever done that where they've woken up in the morning and just gone last night for example I dreamt that a friend of mine and myself were both in Scotland and we were there and I don't know why it, Scotland in particular there's no there's no link um, but that was one of those moments so I messaged her and just said just so you know you were in my dream and we were in Scotland hope you're well bye so yes my dreams um, I can remember every now and then I actually don't tend to remember my dreams I think I have a recurring dream of being chased by thousands of frogs and whenever I have it I'm not sure if it actually was a recurring dream or if that was the first time I'd ever dreamt it. So I might have only had that dream once, but in my mind, I've had it hundreds of times. So that's really strange. During lockdown, I've had a few crazy dreams and I wake up uh, a bit scared of them, but then quickly I forget them. So I can't really recall any of them. So yeah, I do dream a lot, lots of wacky stuff, but luckily it all evaporates. It's very different, obviously, because I'm used to kind of, uh, as a director, this is a remote recording as opposed to being in a studio, so it's very different. I'm used to sort of seeing the glass and looking at people's reactions and being able to kind of chat to them in the in the green room. And it is a weird thing. I mean, I've done a lot of acting and narrating during lockdown, which we are currently in the midst of the, of the, 20, the great 2020 lockdown. So I'm sort of used to hearing voices without seeing them now, but it is, it's a different way of recording there's a lot more prep has to go into it you have to kind of factor in special areas in your schedule which are kind of catch-up times because inevitably people's internets will drop out or they'll have a problem with their recording and we'll have to do it again so scheduling I tried to be very prepared for that up front to have these buffer zones and thankfully we finished you know we actually finished early which was amazing because everyone was really really good so it's a different way of, uh, of directing uh, I can't say it's my sort of number one choice for directing but I'm, it's amazing that we can still record these things in lockdown still employ actors still produce material that fans can listen to so I think it's um it, it full marks to big finish they've done a brilliant job well I'm having to record this at home as all the actors are and of course, there's a certain pleasure in working from home. Naturally, you know, you can record in your slippers and you don't have to wear makeup if you don't want to. You don't have to wear clothes if you don't want to. But let me reassure you, I did. So, of course, yes, that there's an element of fun about that. But you really miss out, I think, on the interaction between the other actors and the director and so on. So although I think this is the, the best way of working for the current situation, it's not ideal. In an ideal world, we'd all be in a studio together and we'd all be able to kind of 
of get to know each other and have a, a you know, a sort of a dynamic between us all. So, yeah, I, I hope this is a temporary measure. Lockdown is fascinating because, uh, well, back in March, of course, it all started and it seemed rather jolly then. I'm lucky I live in the middle of nowhere in the country and I can look out the window and see no one, uh, which I quite like. And uh, then you had to live here and see no one. And the longer it went on, the less... Well, I'm an actor. I want to be out. It's audiences that I miss. And, uh, of course, the customers on this, you never get... Well, you do get to meet, but at the conventions and things. And people are very nice. But the only contact I'm having with my fellow professionals is via a microphone in my... What I like to call my office, which is the room that would be the fifth bedroom in my house. But it's far too small for a bed. But it's uh, very handy for a, a desk and a microphone and a computer and an iPad. And in front of me, I have a, a microphone. Behind it on a little pole is my iPad, which carries the script, which I scroll with my finger. And to my left is my desktop, on which I have some, a, a program that records everything I'm doing, which I then send later to Big Finish. And at the same time, they're recording it down the incredibly long line from my house which is very, very far from the telephone exchange, so the signal can break up. So we've got two copies, one the one that is recorded at the other end uh, by Big Finish, and the one that I record here on my computer and I send off uh, afterwards. So you've got two lots of files, hopefully the same, but the quality might be better on mine. And hear this, that's me touching my desk. You have to be so careful that I don't do that when I'm playing the doctor because it ruins a take. I also have to ensure that the dogs are kept happy in the house because if they start barking, that ruins a take. So that's the setup. This is actually the second Big Finish production which I've done remotely from home. So how this has all been done is that we are all online at the same time, but we're all recording from our own home studios. And this is a new adventure. I, this could be the new normal. So at an agreed time and through a computer line, we can communicate with each other and we can act and we hear each other in our headphones. So it is very, very different to how one normally does a big finish because physically you're normally all in the studio at the same time. And it does provide a very different effect because obviously either you can maintain eye contact with each other you can see each other and physically you can read what the other person's doing this is interesting because you're really just going along by what you can hear in your cans in your headphones so i think this is something that will happen will continue for quite some time but it was interesting to do you know, the entertainment industry is incredibly adaptive and I think we've all had to learn to be very sort of quick on our feet and just come up with new ideas all the time. So we've carried on working. You know, everybody I know in the entertainment industry has somehow or other managed to keep on working. But I think at the same time, as with almost everybody else across the planet, we're all desperate for this period to end and to just get back to what we were doing before because... You know, what What I do is a very sociable job and I really miss that. So it's been an old, funny, long lockdown, hasn't it? It feels like the world's been like this forever. But I think we're, we must be in the fifth month 
of lockdown. It's August at the moment. I've got used to it. I feel like the whole, my, my flat has been reorganised to work around my living here with my partner 24 hours a day. It's nice to have um, audio work like this, which I can do from home. Sometimes we ha- I have to do uh, self-tape casting, so my flat has become very adaptable. Yeah, it's been okay. I've, I've got used to it. It's, it's nice when the sun's shining, you can go outside. And uh, we have managed to go on holiday, which was a great break from it. Um, and we felt ready to come back in. So I, I really do feel like it's best to stay indoors and stay safe. Yes, it's been, I've got used to it. I, I can't wait for lockdown to finish. I really can't, but it's been fine. I've been spending lockdown at home, of course. Um, I mean, I'm very lucky, you know, I, I live in a nice part of the world. I've got my two teenage, well, not teenage kids, they're now young adults. They're back from university. So so there is definitely a plus side to lockdown from my point of view, because I went from being an empty nest mother to having my kids around me again, which was a, a definite plus. But yeah, basically, I've been sitting around at home, watching a lot of TV, reading, failing to help my husband with the Times crossword, which he does every day. And, you know, and sort of waiting for things to start up again and doing quite a lot of worrying. I'm very, very good at worrying. So if anybody out there is sick of worrying, leave it to me. I can take the burden on for you. But yeah, basically, I'm just kind of waiting for the whole thing to pass. Now I've started doing it, I rather like it. I do enjoy going to the Moat Studio where we record most of ours and meeting all the people. If that comes back, I'll be there like a shot. But in terms of going out to anywhere else, I'm just as happy as sitting here where when I have a break, I can toddle downstairs, chat to my wife, have a cup of coffee, stroke a cat. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. But no, if you tell me that I would be capable of pressing a record button and on two occasions... I haven't, and we had to do the scene again because I hadn't recorded it. I'd have said you were frankly certifiable, but I'm, I'm becoming quite computerate and a sound man in my dotage. 